Welcome to the Kitchen Sink meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. Please note, we will be holding this meeting via Zoom for the foreseeable future. If you'd like to attend the meeting live, go to oalaig.org for login information. And now, our speaker. Hi, everybody. I'm Julia, compulsive overeater. <sighs> my my home group. Um, and even though I am moving out of state in two weeks, um, you know, for now, I think you guys can still be my home group. Um, let's see. Welcome to the newcomer. Um, I, this is my story. There's so many others. Um, please keep coming back. Um, and I hope I say something that resonates with you. Um, so I, I am a true blue compulsive overeater. Um, I have starved myself. I have binged from the moment I got home at the end of a school day or a work day until bedtime. Um, I've eaten out of the trash. I've eaten frozen food that, you know, that you're not, not like popsicles, but like (laughs) food that you're supposed to cook and then eat. Um, I've taken um, laxatives. Um, I've had colonics for the purpose of laxatives. Um, I have um, exercised compulsively. Um, I haven't thrown up. That's that's about the only that's about the only thing um, that I haven't done that you know we do. Um, and you know, for today, I have seventeen and a half years of abstinence from binging and laxative use. And um, it's a miracle um, the things that I walk through in my life now abstinently. And um, as I heard really clearly in the reading and how it works today, um, it's a spiritual program. Um, and I'm big on that. So apologies to those of you who are scared off by that and by the word God. As I've said before, I use God because it's just three letters and so quick and easy to say, as opposed to higher power or spirit of the universe or whatever, um, not me. Um, it, it's, it's a spiritual program. And um, the whole point of the big book, it says somewhere in there early, is um, is for us to get that it's a spiritual program. Um, and the other thing I heard in How It Works is um, how practical it is. Those 12 steps are so practical. And as are the tools, the tools are so darn practical. And I just have to be willing to pick up the tools and to follow the suggestions of the 12 steps. And um, there's a spiritual solution to my compulsive eating, my body obsession, my 
you know, not feeling like I am enough or I have enough. Um, and that's all, those are all the things that brought me here. Um, and now I am enough and I have enough. And um, as long as I every day plug into God, um, there is a solution. Um, yeah, so, you know, I feel like just talking about uh, what it's like now because it's a lot. It's a lot, right? Everybody <laughs> right now. And um, challenging and um, difficult and ever-changing um, and um, it feels like there's nothing solid to rely on and um, that one is God may you find him now um, again doesn't have to be him um, but you know on top of everything that's going on big picture wise in the world which I will not share specifically on um, I am, I have four more days at a job that I've had for 18 and a half years. Um, so it's been my recovery job. Um, and I've loved it and, um, I've been so grateful for it. And I don't have another job lined up. And I'm moving out of the home that I've lived in for 17 years uh, to a place I've never um, set foot in. <laughs> I've only seen a video and um, in a new state and, you know, packing up my whole life by myself because no one feels safe coming in to help me. Um, And um, I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's more going on. Um, and I'm abstinent. And um, it's, it's really a miracle. It's really a miracle. I've had some very difficult days the last week. Um, and it's the kind of stuff, you know, we read about where, you know, it's the car won't start that makes us want to call suicide prevention. You know, yesterday it was cable and, you know, I, I, I got out of LA for a few days to give myself a treat because yesterday was my natal birthday and, um, yay, yay for making it another year on earth. Um, and, um, you know, and as usual, you know, I can't get the, audiovisual, whatever, I can't get the, the stuff to work, and I just want to relax and, like, watch a movie and kick back in the air conditioning, which I don't have in Los Angeles, which has been difficult. Um, and it, it took, it felt like almost the whole day to get that sorted out. And, um, and I asked for help, and I asked for help from, I don't know, four different people. Um, and it was a bummer, you guys. 
And I didn't eat over it. I had a regular lunch and I had a regular dinner and I was standing there in the market at night. Once everything was sorted going like, it's my birthday. What can I, you know, what kind of treat dinner can I have here? And almost immediately the thought was, we don't do that anymore. Just just get something that feels safe and, and you know, you think will taste good. And, um, and then you'll go home and, you know, watch something on your now functioning system and, um, and relax and be grateful. And, um, that's what I did. I had, I had the most normal, I shocked myself, honestly. Um, and, you know, today when things are tough, I get to remember that it'll pass. It, it, you know, if I don't, if I don't numb out like I used to, you know, up until age 35 when I got in here, um, things pass quicker. And, you know, I used to want to live my life wrapped in cotton wool, um, protected from everything because the world out there, you know, even back then is so, was so scary. Um, people are scary. Situations that I can't control are scary. Um, I'm uncomfortable everywhere. Um, so I just want to eat over everything and, um, and feel like there's something between me and all the, all the uncomfortableness. Um, so I made myself more uncomfortable, of course. Um, and now who knew, um, I want to feel everything. I want to feel everything fully. When I feel things that are really difficult, I go through them quicker. And I can't have the great joys without, you know, the sorrows. That's, that's life. And, um, and really, I always have them both in the same day. You know, yesterday was a train wreck or whatever. It was really hard. And before all that happened in the morning, I felt inspired to write a poem. And um, I did that listening to the birds chirping in my happy place. And I talked to a, spon- a new sponsee and had you know, some really lovely time being alive. And um, I had some friends contact me yesterday to wish me happy birthday, and I felt loved. Um, and, you know, we, we can choose how to focus our magnifying minds, right? Like, before coming into program, I chose to focus on how effed up everything was and um, how not enough I was and how 
difficult the rest of my life was going to be, and so what was the point? And all those kinds of tapes. And um, today I get to really try to milk my friends love me and how lovely all those little birds chirping and you know whatever those moments are in my life where I feel um, lucky to be alive and um, grateful and loved and held and taken care of and um, you know, I woke up this morning in a totally different place. Yeah, yesterday I was worried about this. Oh, I'm going to be so negative. Uh, and um, <laughs> I, got, I, I got this going. Um, today, I'm, God, I just so much enjoyed having my coffee. Five minutes, Julia. Thank you, Michael. Um, sitting outside under a tree and, again, listening to the birds and um, not smelling smoke in the air this morning. And um, um, gosh, what else? Um, yeah, and today I get to have a birthday do-over. You know, I haven't had a the kind of celebration that I would like, you know, with, with a few of my nearest and dearests for, I don't know, five years or something. You know, I didn't get to have a big 5-0 a few years ago. And, you know, I can look at it like, oh, poor me, or I can look at it like, I can celebrate my life any frickin' time. You know, every day that I'm aware of God's presence in my life, and it's a good day. It's, it's, I'm happy to be alive. And, um, and I'm able to stay hopeful and actually look forward to what's next, um, even though yesterday I wasn't feeling that way. <laughs> Um, you know, if I'm, if I'm present and I'm abstinent and, um, I'm able to be of service and, um, I'm able to do all the, all the, stick to all the slogans, all the silly slogans in this program, you know, take it easy and one day at a time, um, God can't, I can, or, ooh, I can't, God, God can, um, funny, um, see, that's how I'm wired, it, it takes years to change the patterns, um, if I'm willing to pause throughout the day and ask for God to come in and help me, um, because goodness knows I like to be in control. And that doesn't work. It really doesn't work. Um, and um, I'm looking forward to being prompted by your questions. And... Um, hmm...
I'm I'm uh, really happy that I don't have a, a hole that needs filling anymore in the middle of my body, you know. Um, uh, I don't, I'm sure there were other things I was going to say. I probably don't have a heck of a lot of time left. <sighs> I think I'll wrap up there. Thank you. This is the time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of the leader are my own and not those of Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself. If you have a question, please click the raise your hand icon, and then Vincent will call on you, and you can unmute yourself and ask your question. Okay. Excellent. The first question comes from Michael Blank. Hey, Julia. Thank you. My name is Michael. I'm a compulsive overreader. And, uh, thank you for your share. I wanna, I wanna know you got a lot of stuff going on, major stuff. How do you use a sponsor to help you in the program navigate through all that stuff? Thanks, Michael. Um, I call my sponsor every single day. Um, you know, even at, 17 plus years. And, um, I also ask my sponsees to call me every single day because this disease does not take weekends off. Um, so, you know, I talk through all the, I like download the crazy. God bless that I have the most lovely, loving sponsor and, um, she listens to me and um, will often remind me of things that I forget that I will say to a sponsee when I need to hear them, but I will forget them when I need to apply it to myself. Um, you know, you asked about how do I work with a sponsor, but in terms of also being a sponsor, uh, it is life-saving to get those sponsee calls. To um, to get out of my own head and be there for someone else and whatever it is they've got going on, to recognize that I do have experience, strength, and hope. Um, you know, I'm not a total mess. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, and, you know, trudging along with my step work right now. Um, I'm... I'm once again at step nine, and, you know, one of the amends is always to myself, and, um, you know, my amend to myself is to try to not be so hard on myself. Um, my sponsor reminds me of that regularly, that I'm really hard on myself, um, and that also translates to me being hard on others, and um, that's not the person God wants me to be. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that's what I've got for your question right now. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> Thanks, Julia. The next question comes from Terry Lubin. 
Hi, Joey. Uh, uh, good to see you. Um, you're having this, you, you are moving out of town for two, I mean, so I'm kind of wondering about how did you work your program on that? And how did you, like, I mean, that's a major decision for you to do, especially for a town you've never been to before. So what was, I mean, like, how would you tell you someone like, this is the way you worked your program to get to, the, to that decision? Do you understand the question? Yep. So um, I have been to this town. I just haven't been to the apartment that I'm signing a lease for and moving into. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I don't make snap decisions. I don't make decisions out of fear. Um, I bring God into all my decisions, and um, that's something I learned here. So I've been wanting for years, I've been wanting to do two things, have a new career and leave Los Angeles. And um, I've actually been back here 25 years. I'm originally, I was born here anyway. Um, And, you know, gradually through asking God, Do you have answers to either of these two things? Where should I move? What should I do? I got an intuitive feeling that felt super right about my career first. And I did, I went to school online while working full time to get a degree to help me enter this new career and that felt right every step of the way and um, you know I had a plan for my transition Um, and then you know the pandemic hit and like a lot of people I've been um, stuck (laughs) feeling rather stuck And then things at my job started getting a little iffy. We might close, you know, we might change the way the company's running. Uh, I got word that I might not be needed in the near future. So, um, okay, so it might be time to leave, even though I'm not ready to start the new career. And then I started really missing spending time person to person with my dear friends in Los Angeles and really missing my family in Oregon. And, um, and then my sister-in-law in Oregon texted me one night out of the blue. She's got an apartment that she rents and before she offers it out to the world, would I like it? You know, paying exactly what I pay here in Los Angeles and with some freebies because family. And, um, you know, I didn't think I was ready to move to Oregon. The pandemic changed my mind. And, um, you know, I got that text and, and I responded, wow, thank you so much. You know, I need to think on it. And then I immediately said, God, if this is what I'm meant to do, make it really, really clear. 
not maybe, not let me make lists of pros and cons, really, really clear so I feel it. Within 24 to 48 hours, I felt it solid, everything lining up. You know, I got online to um, look at a possible job and, you know, found something that, that sounded perfect for me and got all my ducks in a row and, you know, sent the application off within a few days. I have not heard from those people. Um, but it helped, you know, solidify the, the plan. And um, I honestly, you know, I've never lived this close to my family as an adult. And um, I'm sure that's going to come with its own challenges. But I'm super excited. You know, I can, I can FaceTime and Zoom with my friends and fellows in Los Angeles from Portland just like I'm doing now. And um, it's, time for, it's time for a new chapter. It, it's just, um, yeah, it's just, again, it's just been about constant contact with a higher power. Wow. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, Julie? Hi. Thanks, Julia. Uh, we'll miss you. Um, I'm curious what, how you got into the rooms. Was there a fellow who brought you in? Was there a decisive moment? Thank you. Um, I knew I had a problem for many, many years. And I had never heard of Overeaters Anonymous. I I didn't know about this solution. I knew about other 12-step programs. Um, and then a couple things happened. Um, I went out to dinner with a friend from college who is not really even in my life anymore and um, had a really public binging compulsive overeating experience which was not normal for me. Normally, all my binging was in the privacy of my own home, not answering the phone, not answering the door, in front of the television, you know, the standard. And um, she had dabbled in this program. She hadn't stuck around, but she had dabbled. And so she told me about it. And I did nothing. I was I was horrified, humiliated, and then, gosh, I think I actually talked to maybe two other, and um, one who had experience in a different twelve-step program, and. Um, let me know this was out there. And then another one who said, you know, do you want me to help you find a meeting? Do you want me to make the call? Do you like, can I help you? And, um, you know, I of course said, no, 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 no. Um, but I guess at that point I just had the willingness and, um, I, 
where did I get the phone number? I don't even know 35, no, it wasn't 35 years ago, 17 plus years ago where I got the phone number from. Um, but I went to, you know, I went to a newcomers meeting before Serenity Sunday tomorrow morning, y'all, 930. Um, and then I went to Serenity Sunday and just cried through the whole meeting and, um, sat in the back and sat right behind, um, Don P. <laughs> and um, I um, I heard my story. I heard my story over and over. Um, and I've never left. Um, and so even though at the point that I found the rooms, I wasn't that much physically larger. Um, because I had exercised and dieted and lived myself to this weight. Um, some, somebody's not me. Anyway, um, I was, um, I was cuckoo. I was so trapped in the prison of self. So, so trapped. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Julia. Uh, Barbara. Thank you very much for your share, Julia. And I'm sorry you'll be leaving. Um, do you have a morning routine or a daily spiritual routine, um, you know, spiritually flossing your brain? Five minutes, Julia. Thank you. Um, yes, I do. Um, I... I make my bed nearly every day, which is a self-care thing that really helps me feel like a better human being. Um, brush my teeth, have breakfast. I used to skip breakfast and not eat until as late in the day as possible. Um, I stretch. Um, and I, by the way, I don't do a whole yoga routine. I, I, I stretch for like a few minutes um, and I meditate for, I guess this is the main thing. Um, I meditate for 10 minutes. Um, for years I didn't meditate at all. Then it was three minutes for a while and then it was five minutes for a while. And now it's 10 minutes. <laughs> um, and the meditation really, really helps support me. Um, I, I can't, I can't stress enough how important it is. Um, and is that all I do? Oh, and I call my sponsor every morning. And um, I have a sponsee that calls me in the morning, and I have a sponsee that calls me in the evening. Sort of bookends my day. Um, and I go to... I go to just two meetings a week now. For years and years, it was three. Um, and uh, that's what I do. Thank you. Carla M. Hi, Julia. It's been a pleasure. 
and I don't say goodbye just see you soon I hope but um it's 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 always so nice to to greet you in the morning at kitchen sink um question is how do you deal with cravings Hmm. Cravings. Um, if I'm really, really craving something, that's probably me and not God, honestly. Um, you know, Food-wise, you didn't specify whether it was food or something else, but let me say food-wise, um, if I'm really craving something, I have learned that's probably not the safest choice um, because a craving can mean eating really fast, eating a lot once I get it, um, and it's probably a better time to have something that I've had before that I know is safe. Um, you know, I was standing in the market, not last night, but the night before, after another long day, and, um, I found myself in front of a freezer section that had sweet things in it, and, oh, God, I was spending so much time staring at every box and taking things out and looking at them, and, you know, that was also a pause, you know, going like, what am I doing here? You know, what do I want? I want something sweet. You know, and when I want something sweet, it's love, it's God, you know, it, it doesn't need to be ice cream or a popsicle. Um, or maybe it's a piece of fruit. That's sweet. But I made a choice because I do eat um, everything. Um, there are just some things I don't keep in my house. I made a really loving choice, you guys. And um, I've had it in the house for two days and eaten it like a lady. Um and I'm probably going to leave it here when I leave, you know, the rest of it. Um, yeah, a, a serious craving is a red flag to me. It's, it's, um, it feels like the disease. Um, you know, there's a more gentle pull when I feel like, gosh, I really need some protein, or gosh, I really need some leafy greens. I haven't had enough in a couple days. That's a that's a different kind of a pull than um, a craving. <laughs> uh, Michael, am I about done? You've got it, Julie. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks, everybody.